cash flow on the beat. beat, 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 beat. Alright, y'all. Um, we back. We are back. <laughs> Scripting is where you take those actual things on your vision board and the things that you say that you want, and you go into detail. So, like people have like journals and diaries and stuff that they have. And dear diary, today I dealt with this or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Well, scripting is where you actually take that journal or diary and you write your entire life out. You give the Ooh. details. So what you do is you write your future as if it's present. So like I've been, I've been scripting for years. I started scripting back in 2013. Dang, and I meant to bring my book. I, I, I got this book and I said, okay, well, if that's a principle, let me try it out. I remember back in 2013, how old is my daughter? Six, right? It's 2022. Mm-hmm. So I had her. In, in 2017, mm. um, back in 2013, I wrote in my book about having a little girl. Mm. Like, mm. I mean, I, I just kept running and I described her personality, like just like how she is now. And the crazy part about it is the reason why it's so mir- miraculous is because back in 2013, my doctor told me I was infertile, that I could not have children. And after my doctor told me I couldn't have children, I said, well, shoot, if this scripting stuff and manifesting <laughs> stuff work, then let me see. And I just start writing about her all the time. And it's funny because I wrote that I was having a girl. And I remember when I got pregnant and my mom was just like, um, um, so you, you can't wait to find out what you have. And I said, I already know what I'm having. Mm. And she was like, well, how you know? And I was only like about three months at the time. I said, oh, I came up with her name already. God told me her name. <laughs> and she was like, her name? And she said, how you know it's a girl? I said, God told me her name was Melody. <laughs> Excuse me. God told me. Um, Sound like you're about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> God told me that her name was Melody Simone. He said, um, her name is one who hears beautiful music. And so I'm telling my mother this on the phone. I was only three months pregnant. And she's like, well, how do you know it's a girl? I said, I just know. And at the time, I had lost my, my scripting book. I had lost it. I had moved. And so months had gone by, and I had to move. And right around um, when I was like eight months pregnant, I found the book. And I went back, and I started reading. And I said, oh, my God. I wrote this little girl into existence. Because by that time, by the time I was eight <laughs> months pregnant, I already... Knew I was having a girl. And I was like, oh my goodness. I wrote her into existence because I kept trying to figure out how did I get pregnant in the first place? <laughs> and my doctor told me I was infertile. How did y'all pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you say that, but yeah. even my doctor was baffled because when I went back to her, she was like, I mean, she basically gave me the story that um that God had given um Sarah. In the Bible. Uh, Hagar. And, and no, Abraham. Sarah. 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 He told, God told her that her womb was, was barren. barren. And she <laughs> That's what my OBGYN said. Your womb was barren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wasn't supposed to have no children. And so for me to go from having no children to uh, 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 me being pregnant and going full term, and I had the easiest pregnancy ever. 
And for me to go through all of that and, and go back and read in my scripting book that I had been writing about that little girl since um, 2013. Three wow. Yeah, three years prior. Let me know that there was definite, definitely something into manifesting certain things in your life. And it's, it's just, it's so, it's so <coughs> cool to see that. Because I was told the same thing. I, I can't have children because of my injury. Never it's, like, it's like, look, you're going to have plenty. That's what I, <laughs> I ain't never but it's, it's, it's when I look at how hard I just thought about his name. His name was Joshua that followed, that was after Moses. Ah. Because the, the, the synopsis of that is this. Um, it's God and then Yeshua. And then you got Moses and Joshua. But anyway, I just thought about that. I don't know why it came out in the middle of nowhere. But anyway... We have to be what we want. And in the word, it says that the first thing you have to do is you have to go without doubting. Mm. Speak things that are not as though they were. And a lot of us don't speak those things. And in speaking it, we don't believe. There's no power in our words. And even God himself, when he looked at us and we were developing, he said, "There's they are like us. There's nothing that they cannot do. And if we're saying that we're from God, we are of God and we have the same thing. So the first thing that God does is he creates, period. Mm -hmm. And we say that God equals love. And when we do things out of gratitude, we're literally doing it out of love. Mm -hmm. God does everything that he does. out. Of, he disciplines out of love. He punishes out of love. He gives knowledge out of love. He creates out of love. He destroys our love. And a lot of the things that are happening to us, we're manifesting. And we're going, well, why is everything going wrong? That's the destruction period. Because those things should not be. I would not have the wife that I have now if I was still in the same marriages. Because I, I was choosing something that should not have been in the direction of my wife. Mm. But I did that. And so a lot of things were derailed. Yeah. And I had to come into who I, I am. And a lot of us, we don't know who we are. The first step, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Okay. I love the point that he brings home. Knowledge yourself. You got to have a knowledge yes, yourself. Yes, yes. How can you have something and you don't know who you are? Something like that. How is it that you can, you, you, you want to be a race car driver. And, and you want to do all these things, but you don't know who you are. A lot of us are writing down things that we want, but it's not us that want that thing. We don't have a knowledge of who we are to even know what we want. You have to understand who you are because a lot of times we are writing things down that we want. Mm. And we ask, we say what we want. We say who we want. We say when we want it. But we never ask ourselves why. One of the most powerful things that you can ever ask yourself is why. You want that husband? You want that wife? Why? Why do you want it? And if your why is not powerful enough, you'll never have it. A lot of times we, we, we say that we want that business. Why do you want the business? Is it because social media told you? You should be a business owner? The money, get all that money you out know, of it. Is that even what your personality? Some mm -hmm. of us who have businesses, if you don't have that person in that support role, your business would have never worked. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And some people, I, one of the most powerful things that my mom told me, 
about herself. They wanted her. She works the corporate and all of that. They wanted her to elevate. She's like, Tim, I don't want that. For what? They don't have no no time to themselves. I got a mama to take care of. I got family that are sick. We got cousins. I got a little sister. What did it mean for me to elevate? For what? That's not what I want to do. That's not my direction. And a lot of us don't state what we want to do and why. We want that promotion at work, but you're not ready for that responsibility. So this still all is in the line with meditating and manifesting. Mm -hmm. Because the why determines the how. And if you are not in line with all of these, Mm -hmm. it's messing yourself up. And again, I thank you, Temple. You talk about that why. And you were talking earlier about the vision board. I was laughing over here because I was thinking about the opposite of it. So the night he and I sat down, I had my apartment uh, I was standing across the street from City Hall, had a corner uh, apartment, and I remember we were looking over at the Braves. They had just won a game, and they had the fireworks popping when they were still downtown. So it was a beautiful night. We were just kicking it. And we both did a vision board. Yeah. And in doing the vision board, I did mine. And as long as I was focused, single, my vision board was working. Mm-hmm. But the problem becomes, and this is for anybody who's listening, so you always have the yin and yang. This is why it's a cocktail of conversation because it's a mixture of it. Tim gave you the part where it just was working and manifesting because he had meditated. Mine was there, but mine stopped for a moment because I had the wrong persons in my life. Mm-hmm. You can have, you can be on the right track on the wrong day mm-hmm. and wind up in a crash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You could be doing all the right things with the wrong person and can't get nothing done because God does not want that spirit in your life because they're more of an anchor and a hindrance as you're moving. So until you remove this factor from you, you can't benefit and grow. Well, let me put a little seasoning on it. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So the thing is, is it, it, <laughs> it goes back to what Tim was saying earlier about being a vibrational match. So oftentimes the people that you surround yourself around also has to do with you being a vibrational match to what you want. So if those people don't align align Mm. with the ideals and um, goals that you have for yourself, the Mm -hmm. desires, then they actually are assisting you with not being a vibrational match to what you want. Repeat that. Like repeat that. <laughs> repeat that. Somebody listening is like, what? Repeat that for them, please. Well, uh, you know, like, so the people that you surround yourself with, mm. oftentimes, if you're not getting what you want, it's because they are causing you to not be a vibrational match to your desire. Look at that, man. So, for instance, like, let's say you were saying, like, I'm hanging around certain people. Most of the time... When you're hanging around certain those certain people, those people tend to, if you express your desires, they tend to do things like try to talk you out of it. Uh, they have uh, negative um, thoughts on whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes they carry like negative um, emotions like uh, jealousy um, and envy based upon what your desires are. And, or even if they're not envious because they can't see themselves doing it. Um, they oftentimes are just naysayers because they can't see themselves doing it. So like, 
you also have to align yourself with like-minded people so you can be a vibrational match to your desire. Yes, ma'am. Um, and then the other part of that, of being a vibrational match, has to do with your emotions. Mm. So, like, when you consistently have the wrong crowd around you and negative people, they tend to help you determine your emotions on a regular basis. Yes, ma'am. So when you are um, consistently having negative emotions, even things that you're telling yourself, um, those things actually keep you out of alignment of that desire. So it's very important for you to either find people who are like-minded on the same path that you are as far as your desire is concerned, or you need to do it by your lonesome. Like remove yourself from anybody to keep them from deterring you from being a vibrational match Mm. to that desire. Mm. You know what? I I found that while you're going through your actual manifestation period, when you're bringing those things, I think that the hard times are the greatest part. Because for those of us who, if you've been in business or you're doing something with your life or you're going toward a certain direction, especially if you are a winning person, people will connect to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's the wrong people. Right. Like they'll, they'll be like a leech. I guess I can use it like this. It'll be a leech, right? Mm-hmm. And you're praying for something and you've been doing your meditation. And you're like, why is everything getting worse? And to me, it feels like, you know, you like the heat's being turned up in the pool. Mm. And the thing about when you test a certain thing, like we talk about like the, the, the diamonds and everything. Yes, sir. It's tested by fire. Yeah. And so when things get hard, things get difficult. When the money not there, when the, when the deals that fell through, when the contracts done broke, the people who are not supposed to be there, they fall off. Yeah, it get it. too hot. That's it. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it fine tunes you. Because, first of all, as those things happen, if you have the right people around you and you're still looking toward that goal and you can still see that light in the end of the tunnel and you feel good about it, you know, you, I don't care what happened. I'm, so I'm going to make it anyway. And you see it and you're smiling about it on the inside in their heart. Mm-hmm. What happens is those people who can't stand the heat, they're negative about it. Mm. And they don't like your attitude about it. Mm. I'm going to go a step further. Gosh. The heat actually determines the difference between a believer and a knower. So like mm-hmm. if you just believe you can do something when the heat come in, your belief will easily phase out. Right. You know, that's it'll right. fizzle. Oh, but if you know right, right, right. <laughs> uh, hold on, I don't know about that belief. Right. Yep. But if you know you can do something, it don't matter how much heat you get up under. You gonna know that you know. It can't nobody tell you differently. So then, when you get in a fire, and then you got like your naysayers and your and, and, and the doubt, doubters, they well, you know, you going through all these things. I don't think yeah. it was meant for you. But when you know it was meant for you, can't nobody tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. They just gonna sit there and keep talking, and you gonna keep working towards your desire, or, or or you will just sit still until it all unfolds. Mm-hmm. But you won't quit That's because true. you already know. That that's what you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's really all it is. Like, if you just believe you're supposed to have something, you ain't going to never have it. <laughs> so if I can put a little example on that one for you. And we, I remember the first show we talked about me doing the festival, right? And um, I, I spoke with you about this in one of our conversations. Um, it was 2019. And we're in the city of Atlanta. 
it's a bunch of unity, but there's some differences and separation a lot of times. Um, but 2019, we were getting ready for the festival. And I said, at the beginning of the year, matter of fact, on my birthday, I said, I want all three radio stations at the event. And I remember the conversation. I love, again, I love my father because he always speaks truth. He was like, son, I don't think you need to do that. <laughs> he was like, I don't think you need to do that. No, I ain't done that before. I don't think you need to do that, son. So, all right. I mean, you can try, but, you know, if you don't, don't be upset. I said, no, I'm going to do this. Watch. And I said it again, and this is, I'm saying this to say, but like Temple was just saying, sometimes the people, the naysayers around you, you got to cut the niggas off. Because I said it again, and I'm not talking about my father in this regard. My father puts things in perspective so that you understand the opposition you're going to go up against. So it's like your mother, when you're saying you're going to do something as a child, your mother may say something to you. You may not like what she's saying, but she's giving you guidance that you may not see, but it's coming in the future. So my father told me it may not happen, son, but don't be upset. I said, all right, I kept moving. And I said it again to like three other people because I was having a conversation. And then I kept getting niggas at that point. You ain't going to be able to make that shit happen. <laughs> you out your mind? <laughs> and then it, somebody else couldn't do it. I was like, well, I ain't them. And at that point, I said, you know what? Bet. I don't need to keep talking about this one because if I allow you to plant seeds of doubt, you're going to kill my vision. And the only person who can kill the vision or not or change your vision should be you and God. So I was able to have the festival that year, had all three, all three radio stations out there and it worked very well. But again, it was going back to the voices around you, but it, it, it was a separation between belief and knowing because it got hot. I mean, it got very hot for me. I was trying to put to make this happen. And a lot of stuff came up that I could never told people about, but it was like, I know I can do this. I just have to be able to make it work in a way that's beneficial for everybody. And that's that knowing part for me. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you got to, I know I'm going to do this. Right. Let me, let me tell you about a knowing um, uh, <laughs> situation I had. So um, back in 2013, mm-hmm. I worked in financial aid management. And so like, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily something I wanted to do, but I kind of fell into it. Anyway, the job was really quiet. And so we crunched numbers all day. And I used to have to listen to the radio just to kind of keep myself awake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, get this. So like my uh, co-workers and stuff, we used to like huddle around. And so I remember like December of that year is when Big Tigger moved to Atlanta. Right. And it was making the big announcement. And I kept telling my coworkers, I was like, y'all, I'm going to meet him and he going to know my name. Right. I walked around the office. I just kept saying this. And they thought it was so funny. They was like, ha, ha, girl, you're so funny. Right. And so I said it for like a whole year. And then uh, like, but I kept, and the crazy part about it is sometimes we like, we, when we try to manifest something, we try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So what I kept doing is I kept trying to make it happen. I was like, oh, I'm going to just show up to this little club. I know he's going to be yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. I n- n- nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It was way up in some balcony somewhere. I couldn't even get close. There was so much security. It was ridiculous. And I, like, I just kept trying to make it happen. But oftentimes what you'll find is that that's not how you manifest. Like, you can't just go out there and make it happen. Like, 
life will unfold in a way to make it happen for you. So fast forward, like a lot of stuff had happened between 2013 and when this actually occurred. So 2019, I ended up working for um, Emory and they hired me to do marketing and they they come in and they was just like, hey, Temple, we need you to do an advertising campaign. And I was like, okay, cool. And um, our program was for um, uh, um, that dealt with like African-Americans. So I was like, well, shoot, the biggest station out here is V103. So I go, I talk to them. And um, my account manager is just like, like even how I manifested the money for that advertising campaign was ridiculous. But that's a whole other story. But anyway, um, I, I, I sealed the deal and he says, OK, we need to get you a spokesperson for this advertising campaign. Now, I forgot what I said back in 2013. And I was like, OK, well, who'd you have in mind? He was like, you know what? We should get Big Tigger. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> And it like it started to hit me. I was like, I told people that this was gonna happen. Oh, this mother—he's gonna know me. I was like, hold on, hold on. So then the crazy, I was like, okay, this about to manifest. So I'm starting to get excited. So you know, he's like doing the commercials for us and stuff like that. He was like, oh, Tim, you gonna have to go into the studio with him. I was like, okay, we planning it. And then the pandemic hits, and I don't get the veto. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I was so close, and it never happened. Yes. So then. You know, we started to have to do like um, virtual stuff. So I created this virtual show and me and him is on once a month. And so like he's having to like um, um, introduce me and stuff. So he's continuously saying my name. And so like we chit chat before the show every once in a while, whatever. And so I was like, OK, so he knows of me. Cool. But I said I was going to meet him and that has not occurred. Um, so after that, I end up getting another job. I said, oh, well, this ain't going to happen and I kind of just forgot about it. And see, that's a part of manifesting. When you put it out there, you can't be considered, just keep worrying about it. You just kind of got to forget about it. Say it again. That's your word. That, that's her word with me. <laughs> you got to forget about it. <laughs> afraid. My and so, like, I moved on to the new job and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing the work. And then I ended up coming up with this tour um, in order for us to kind of get the program that I was working out there. And I go back to the radio station. I say, hey, you know, I need to get you guys to help us out with this. My account manager says again, you know, you need to get the hostess. I was like, oh, and he was like, big tugger. So I was like, OK, great, whatever. I'm still thinking, oh, this is not going to happen because I've missed the opportunity so many times. And it's crazy because we've been sitting in the same city and I kept missing meeting him. I go and do this tour. And the first time I actually met him was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I wow. talked to him. <laughs> I finally get introduced to him. He's like, you Temple Jackson. He was like, oh my God, this is our first time meeting. I worked on so many things with you. And he says, that's crazy how we live in the same city, worked on all these programs. <laughs> and the first time I meet you yeah, is in that's another that's city. That's <laughs> and so they that's asked crazy. me to go take him to a meet and greet up the elevator. And I'm taking him up the elevator. And then as we're getting on, he starts singing my name. He's like, Temple Jackson, Temple Jackson, Temple Jackson. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. He knows my name. <laughs> he knows my name. And so the full thing manifested. I got a chance to meet him and he knew my name. Okay. And so it was like the weirdest thing. But like some of the key elements that I took away from that manifestation is 
Like, even though you know it's going to happen, I told everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't keep it a secret. But then in addition to that, just because you don't see it manifesting right away, like, you have to really just put it out there, visualize it, but then forget about it. So, can I put some season on your, on your Don't meat? Don't put it on there. So, put some season on my meat. Again, called my daddy. <laughs> so, um, my daddy says it, but it's not really from him. Um, if you, again, remember the story of Joseph in the Bible. When Joseph was put in the jail, Joseph um, uh, gets put in the jail, meets these uh, two dudes. Um, they, have a, they have a dream. And he's a dream interpreter at this point. And I don't know if this is in the, in the Bible, but it's in the, the Muslim. It world. is. Okay, it is. Mm-hmm. So one dude, he said, I saw birds eating on my head. Another one said, I'm saving wine. He said, well, you're about to get your head cut off. You're going to be the king's homie. So just remember when you get remember me when you get out of the house. Forget some. So then he goes in and comes, interpretates the seven cows and seven ears and everything later on. So all that goes into this part. And you're manifesting. Forget about it sometimes. There are three visions that men can have, or three types of visions men can have. The visions of an ordinary man, the visions of a king, I think the visions of a god. I'm messing them up. The last two always mess up, but don't judge me. <laughs> but I can explain them. So the visions of an ordinary man come to pass like that. You say, oh, I saw myself getting this car, and you get a new job, and you get a car next week. That's an ordinary dream. The visions of a king takes a few years to happen. Seven years and seven corns, all this stuff. That takes a few years. Then you have the visions of a god. And I may be saying that the, the may not be God, maybe something else, but it's what this is what it means. A person that may take a lifetime or a longer extended period of time for their vision to come about because you don't have the visions of an ordinary person. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, when you're manifesting and you are meditating and you're having your visions, if your visions are aligned with your life, only if they're aligned with your life, and I may be saying it wrong, so Tim, we can check this. <laughs> it may take longer for your vision to come about than what you think. So don't get deterred, and that goes from that belief and that knowing. Because your vision, like you're saying, I see myself being a doctor. When I'm an adult, I'm a doctor, and I'm this, I'm that. Well, it takes almost 20 years to become a doctor. So don't expect this to be Doogie Howser. <laughs> you wake up, oh, I'm 16. Why am I not a doctor? Well, that's not the role. But if you saw yourself as a doctor and God put that in your head, stay on the course. It'll happen. But it's going to happen in due time. Because things do done out of due season and due time do more harm than good. So... Stay focused. But the other thing is, it's for you to enjoy the journey mm-hmm. of becoming the thing and, and the things that actually happen. Like, if you are supposed to have something in your life, right? Men don't marry girlfriends, they marry wives. But in order to be, if you see this man in your life, right? And he's this, this awesome guy, for you to become that woman. They used to teach finishing classes, uh, mm. classes for leadership. Yes, they did. And they still do. You know, Mason Islam has wonderful classes. In order to become that man that you want, and you're looking to have a a wife, you have to become something. Mm. And things that take manifestation, if they're worth it, and they're big things, it takes development. You know, you don't just, 
And some things you're already ready for. You just aren't focused. But let's say you want to develop that thing in your life. You want to be that CEO. You got to get out of, I heard something today, get out of the hustler's mentality. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? It goes back to what she was Good saying. Lord. Working hard is a hustler's mentality. Yes. But in order to be a great owner of a company, a great CEO, you have to learn how to delegate. Uh, you have to learn how it. to... I talked to one of the most unlikely people when I was in the Army. I was wanting to know how to charge different people and things. And I had been asking for it, but it wasn't until I was mature enough to have that conversation with somebody who's completely different from a whole different background, whole different way of life. And he spoke very offensively. But I had to be ready and had to be fine-tuned to hear something offensive and not be offended. He was a country <laughs> black guy. He'd never been around black folks. And he wasn't saying anything racist, but he was very brash in how he talked. Uh. But he taught me so much about business. He said, you know what, Tim, let me tell you something. This is before the crash. Uh, this uh, After everything crashed in 08, right? He's like, Tim, let me tell you something, man. When I was out there, I was working for myself, and I didn't realize I wasn't no business owner. I said, man, I'm out there, and I'm working at them, charging folks by the hour. He said, I was making pretty good money. I wasn't making nothing, but, you know, I make pretty good money, about eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a year. I charged folks, you know, I had to stop working for this company, start working for myself, and I would charge people by the hour. And he said, um, <laughs> he said, uh, and as soon as I want to take a lunch break, they're coming out there with, how long was your lunch? You've you been eating for a while, it's just sandwich. Uh-uh. <laughs> And then I, I go, why are you doing that? Because you can do that a little bit faster. Because they're looking at their money. Because I'm being charging them by an hour. He said, but you know what I learned how to do? I learned to charge them by the job. That's it. I learned to charge That's them it. by the job. Because my time is worth more. And the thing that I can do in, he said, I would actually save them a lot of money by charging them by the job. Because I was fast. He said, I, I have the skill to do it. He said, but the job and the work is worth this amount. And that's what it's worth. If you want the job done fast and right and everything like that, I'll charge you for that. Uh And he said that when he started building up his company, he said he was making 80,000, 90,000. He said he was working hard, right? Uh He said, guess what team, when I I got folks to work for me and to take off of some of that responsibility off my back and I got people working for me, I said, how much I made? I said, how much we made? 90000 <laughs> He said, the workload came off of my back and it was so much easier and I was making the same amount of money. It wasn't until I scaled up and started releasing some of those responsibilities. <laughs> Even I always pause when he talks. Responsibilities. You, you understand that I was able to trust other folks. And what I got out of that is you might want something in life and it's big. Mm. But if you don't trust the people around you who mm. are there, you manifest them in your life. Mm. Trust the process. Let it, like like my daughter would say, let it go. Let it <laughs> yeah, go. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. You, you, you pray for it. You know it's going to happen. Mm. Why worry about it? Yeah. Why worry about it? If you are scaling this business and God has brought the right people into your life, they're not going to do things like you because they're not you. They're them. And they have their skills and you hire them for a reason. Let them do their job. My dad would say that all the time. My dad, master builder, shout out to uh, Timothy Hargrove Sr. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a job for him when I, with him when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. He a Leo. He, he every bit of a Leo. And he was sitting around and we were doing something for this doctor. And he said, Tim, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? He said, 
He said, yeah, I got it. He said, well, well Tim, won't you go ahead and do this? Who is that, your son? He said, yeah, that's my son right there. He said, he said hey, uh, no, that, that, that's, uh, I forgot what his name, the doctor. He said, now, they, he said he retired. And he retired surgeon. He said, they called him to do all kind of stuff in that board meeting. He said, um, when they need to learn how to do a certain surgical procedure, he said, they still call you down. He said, yeah, I still do lectures. He said, um, but you don't know shit about building. Let me do my job. And a lot of us mm-hmm. don't have that same principle. Mm-hmm. Let them do their job. When we are manifesting and we're becoming that, trust the process yeah. and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy your development. Enjoy that, that thing because it's in the becoming of that thing that you mm-hmm. actually are that vibrational match. And it'll happen in due time, whether it's fast or slow. But it's the actual process and not the destination. That's really what it is. I, I, I'm going to um, go one up on that one. Uh-oh. So the reason why you need to enjoy the process is because if you don't, you're going to end up being stuck. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because it all goes along with gratitude and everything. Yeah. If you can't enjoy and trust where you are mm-hmm. in the process... Then all of those negative emotions and feelings, that's what you're dealing with now because you're not enjoying anything. Mm -hmm. And once you get to the point where you're not enjoying it anymore, nothing can release. Mm -hmm. So you end up being stuck where you're at. So oftentimes when people are trying to manifest something and they try to figure out, why am I stuck? Where am I at? Because you're sitting there worried. Mm -hmm. Worry is a negative emotion. Mm -hmm. Or you're sitting there frustrated or you're sitting there Dealing with negative emotions that's not going to allow that thing to release itself. So, it, like, which, and it's really just like how they uh, said in the um, in, in that movie, I'm going to get you sucker. Do you want to take the window or the stairs? <laughs> now, you still going to get there. You're going to get there. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you, could, you, you could, like, uh, tumble and go down hard. You know, you can do that way. Or you can just jump out the window and get straight to it. <laughs> Like, have enjoyment and trust the process of just jumping out the window and getting straight to it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to tumble and hurt yourself a whole bunch of times, <laughs> you know, go ahead and do that. Yeah. And, you know, you can be frustrated and, and angry at folk and worried about it. And that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to get stuck in one place when it comes to trying to reach your desires. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel like it's going to take you years to get there only because you ain't even trusted the process. So, like, all of those things really help you as far as even being able to expedite the manifestation process. Because a lot of us want it our way. Yeah. We don't just want what the thing that we ask for, but we want it the way. Yeah. We want, we want it to happen the way that we want it to happen. No, we made, I made a plan, and God's supposed to go by my plan. That ain't the way no, it is. No, he's going to go by your plan. Because, <laughs> first of all, you don't know what you're doing. Right. Honestly. A lot of us have not accepted the fact that we don't know what we're doing. We know what we want, but the way that things work out, it may happen a whole different other way. Yeah. The point is that we got it. It's like if you're a child and you're asking for something for Christmas, it, all a child cares about and is hopefully thankful for is that they got it. They don't know how you had to go work out, work and get it. Uh-huh. They weren't worried about you putting in extra hours. They don't worry about how you took, you know, uh, consideration of what they were supposed to get or whether it was a. They just cared that you got it. Yeah, they ain't so know the mom. It ain't their business for how you yeah. went and got it. It's just okay. Well, I got it. 
They know the mama had to get a sugar daddy. They didn't know that. Well, exactly. Sugar daddy. <laughs> something happens. But a lot of us, when we see something manifesting, there are things that we have to go through life that we don't realize. Hey, mm-hmm. you know that best friend you got? They finna show you they ain't your friend. Yeah. You know that uh, though, though you thought that you were going to get that promotion? You finna lose that job. But in order for to take you from step A to step B, you said you wanted it, right? Mm-hmm. There's a cost. Yeah. You might have to lose yeah. that job. You might have to lose that job. You might have to in lose that person. You might have to let go of that family member. I know you love your mama, but she don't need to be in your business right now. That's well, it. at all. That's it. You know, yeah. in order yeah. for you to be that, to get that wife, you're going to have to let go of that temper. You're going to have to start planning your life. You're going to have to start letting go of who you were because that's not who you are. Uh, that book that I was telling you know what I got it I just thought about myself that book I was telling y'all about here's the book how to get what you want want what you have that's a rough picture yeah it's a rough picture but he discusses something called the love tanks mm. so what he talks about is in order to be to have completion right uh-huh. that we have to manifest everything out of love and yes. when we're born, we're born from God, from pure love. And then we come into this realm, right? Mm. But as we are human beings, we need self-love. We need love of friends. Yeah. We need love of, uh, of family. We need love of um, the world, love of something that completely, totally depends on us. And he expresses, it's, it's a whole bunch of different things. It's, uh, I believe it's like nine or ten love tanks. But he discussed them as a tank. Like, imagine you had 10 love tanks. And they have a lot hole in the bottom. And in order to be fulfilled, you have to constantly keep these tanks fulfilled. Mm. And some of us have the career. We have the, 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 the family and everything. And we'll neglect ourselves. Yeah. So we just feel that we've been given to the church. And we've been given to our business. And we've been given. And we're like, well, why don't I feel happy? Because you forgot to pour into yourself. Mm. Or... There's that romantic love, right? Mm-hmm. We're missing that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of us get into, you know, ourselves. We'll start loving on ourselves and everything else will be neglected. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, I, I've been doing this for, why am I happy? Because you may be neglecting those other things. Yeah. We were miss, missing that relationship love, right? Mm-hmm. And we're missing that romance. And then once we finally get it and we start filling up a tank that was empty, it feels wonderful. Yeah. It feels like bliss. But... When we neglect everything else, you haven't hung out with your friends. You ain't seen your mom in a while. And then that person will start asking, well, why aren't you fulfilling all my needs? They'll turn it on the partner because that's what they've been pouring into. Like, well, I'm not happy. You're not making me feel happy. But oh, you can make yourself You have to do that. You have to fill up those tanks. You have to take time for yourself. And it isn't because it's that person's fault. We have to learn how to balance ourselves so that we're that match. For the things that want. I think that was a, a powerful principle that he taught. Yeah. In the, and so much more stuff. Get that book. If y'all have to get that book. <laughs> I don't know Dr. John Gray. And not, not Reverend or uh, Pastor John Gray, but Dr. John Gray. But uh, he actually talks about manifesting in there as well. I didn't know he was a monk for like nine years. Oh, wow. And That's he talks about yes. how we now are going through states of meditation that took people years. Yeah. And people are doing it within days or weeks, you know, yeah. or, or hours and able to achieve something that took specialized training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would really like for us to do 
like a focused conversation just on meditation alone, because there are so many elements to it that, you know, like oftentimes I get questions about, well, how do I quiet my mind or how do how does a beginner start or and, and then there's different elements to it, like when you get into the megahertz and, mm-hmm. you know, the visualization practices and things like that. And so, like, some people are just touching just the hem of meditation and they don't realize there are so many things that you can, like, embark upon um, through meditation. Like, I, I've been um, studying, um, um, dang, what is it called? It's called the, um, well, I want to tell you so bad. It's it's a project that this um, guy came up with decades ago where he teaches through meditation, you can actually teach yourself to use the left and right sides of your brain. And it allows you to be able to memorize things Mm. better for you to be. And it's almost like, um, remember that movie um, that they had? Limitless. Yeah, Limitless. Uh, That was one of the things right there. That's on the pill, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Drugs people now. (laughs) uh, Yeah, and, and really the concept is, I want to tell you guys so bad the name of it. It's um where they're actually he teaches you how to use meditation in order to be limitless, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like that. Um, I want to tell you, like, hold on, because I, I actually look. Oh, it's called the Silva Method. Oh, I've heard of that. Yep. Never heard of it. I ain't gonna lie. So, like, um, Doctor Silva. Years ago, he um, he took his daughter and what he did was he put her in a meditative state, like almost like a hypnosis state. And he mm-hmm. did it through meditation. And then he began reading this book to her. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like he would ask her questions and like while she was under the state, um, she actually was saying the answers to the questions before he was saying the question. Oh, that's like it, it teaches you a method of mental telepathy. Yeah. So like he started to discover, oh my God, she's actually saying the things that I'm thinking before I can even say it. And so it's funny because I, I discovered this a few months ago. And I remember when I first had my daughter um, that like, because it was like kind of a little turbulent I would oftentimes do a lot of meditation. Now, she was an infant and she'd sleep in the bed with me. And so, like, I would be meditating while she was sleeping. And, like, oftentimes she does this thing where she can, and I know this is going to sound weird, but I've watched her do it. Like, a person will ask her a question and she'll sit there and quiet for one second. And then she answers it in a way in which it would be what they would say would have mm. said instead of like I remember we were at a bur- um what was it Taco Bell we were in the line and um the girl at the uh, uh cash register she was like oh my god you're so cute she says what's your favorite Disney princess and my daughter's sitting there quiet now I know for a fact that her favorite Disney princess was Elsa for Frozen mm-hmm. and so she's quiet I'm like why she ain't answering her and so she looks at the girl and she sits there and look at her. And then she said, oh, it's Cinderella. And I'm like, that you And I wanted to tell them her so bad. <laughs> and then the girl says, oh, my God, that's my favorite Disney princess. 
And then after that, she just starts giving her things. Oh, wow. And so, like, I've witnessed my daughter do this to people a million times. She hustling. Yes, she is. <laughs> you know the hustling? I'll be like. I'll manifest the hustling. Call my okay. And I'll be sitting there thinking, like, how did you know that that's what they were thinking? Mm. And so, when I came across the silver method, mm. it made me think that all of those times when I was meditating, and she was just laying in the bed as an infant. She was absorbing. She that. was being affected by yeah. the meditation. Because I had the music going. And oftentimes I would do it at certain megahertz and stuff like that. And she was just asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, how's this girl's mind so advanced? Mm-hmm. And here it is. Like, she's saying stuff that people think. And, um, and, and they're astonished by it. It's amazing. Like, I be seeing her faces. And they just like, like, how she know? <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, oh my God. And so I believe that, and I'm just like embarking on it, but I do believe that the silver method is something that people can actually use in order to advance their knowledge, their children. And we can, if we did it collectively, we actually could advance society. I've known that about the silver method, I ain't gonna lie. I always go back to the basis of what I know. So I, I, I know where we're taught how to give birth to a God. I was just thinking that. Yes. Wow, I was just when thinking you that. Did, if you've never heard the lecture, again, Minister Farrakhan, go pick up the lecture, go on YouTube. It's a, it's a three-part series. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. We talked about having, writing Melanie into existence. When I got my children, their mothers, I told them, I said, I told them the day they got pregnant, Either one of them. I looked at them and said, you're pregnant now. No, I'm not. You're pregnant. Anyhow, but then I told them exactly, you're going to have this. We have a son. I have a daughter. So it was kind of weird. But to other folks, but again, how to give birth to a God. When you write this into existence, you know. So the same thing with you doing with the silver method. The most powerful person in your individual world to me, I'm not I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying to put this in a way, but one of the most powerful person in a child's world, that's it, a baby's world is the mother, especially while the child is in the mother's womb. Yep. Because the mother, the child's mind is a blank tablet. Yeah. And whatever you are thinking, concentrating, dealing with, you're writing on the mind of this child. Mm-hmm. So when you have these children that come out look like grown babies, like they've been ten years, <laughs> ten years of slaves. Like strong faced <laughs> right. okay. You call them strong faced babies, but you look at the mom. What was she going through while, that, while she was pregnant? And everything that that mom was going through is not written on that baby's face. And then you look at the mother who's having issues with the father while she was pregnant. Not all the time, but quite often. You can look at that baby's relationship, not the child as it goes older, but the baby when it comes out their relationship with that father. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, the mother's disdain for the father's down the child. Mm-hmm. So the baby, every time the baby can be calm, it's all get out. But as soon as you put him in that daddy arm or the person that she had an issue with, baby want to fight. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's the silver method. Let me say it like that because I like the way it's said. <laughs> we as, uh, we got about 10 minutes left for this one. Um, and first of all, let me say this. So we as adults have to be careful what we focus on. Mm-hmm. Going back to still, we all, this whole show 
It's thinking about cocktails and conversation um, about me, period. I really talk in circles. But if you follow the circles, always in the same area. And we on the cocktails and conversations, even though it's myself and Mother Tim and we bring on whatever guests, we always stay on topic. But we do it. We paint pictures so that those who are listening all can understand what we're saying. And with us manifesting and staying on meditating, you got to be careful what you're thinking, mm-hmm. who you invite into your circle. Because I know earlier we were talking about um, the vibrational levels. And I'm saying this because earlier I was uh, a sister wrote something on um, on Facebook, whatever, was asking a question about she's 22 and um, what she say to me? 22 years old and I am getting tired. And But I'm, I'm, I'm celibate. I don't want to be um, having sex till I'm married. But every time I go out, I have to, I'm dealing with these same dudes and I'm attracting this. I say, well, sister, not everybody that's in your vibrational attraction do you need to allow in your circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because not everyone's for you. Yeah. yeah, we may be attracted. Opposites attract. Mm-hmm. But don't mean you have to come in and deal with me because, mm-hmm. you know, a crackhead to be attracted to a clean person. <laughs> you gonna let the crackhead in your house? That's no, because, you, you know, it, not everybody is for everybody. Mm-hmm. So as we're meditating, manifesting, meditating some more to manifest a bigger level, <laughs> be careful what you bring into your circle. Mm-hmm. Be careful those you're dealing with because you only want the and that, going back to what you said, you said it. I've been quiet most of the show for the most part because I've been enjoying the conversation, especially I'm getting to know Tim more as we have these these uh, podcasts. You said the point about damn. I don't forgot the point. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, either way. Um, um, well, I, I'll jump on it because yeah. the thing is, she went through beautiful steps of how to get to the point of manifestation, right? And I think that the most important part is appreciating once you get it. A lot of us yes. in the mind of God and the mind of any parent will tell you, especially a father. Once I give you something, some of us have already manifested the things that we asked for before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And manifestation is an ongoing process of gratitude. Yes. And like you may want something in your life now, but at one point what you have is what you asked for. Mm-hmm. A lot of us take our gifts and our blessings for granted. A lot of us are blessed with beauty. A lot of us are blessed with a smart sound mind. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are blessed with beautiful skin or our children, or the jobs that we have, Mm. or if you don't have a job, the time to reflect. Mm. A lot of the things that we have in our lives were in uh, uh, something that we prayed for. And even if it's the the mics on in your house right now, that cell phone that you got in your hand, you prayed for. (laughs) You know, at one point you didn't have that and you prayed for it. Mm. So when you manifest that new thing, it's important to continue to give thanks for it. Mm. so that you can appreciate what you have. That's right. Because there'll always be another goal or another thing. Once you get that business, you need to appreciate God for that business and those employees. Once you get that husband or that wife, you need to be appreciative for those children in your life or for those friends that you neglect or those, you know, those things that you have. Because that goes into ongoing manifestation of what we call happiness. And really, happiness is a state of mind. The state of mind and saying that, that I am enough. Drop the jewel. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's the state of being completely satisfied in the now. Mm. And a lot of us are chasing something that has not happened, that may never happen, but just being a blessing and saying, hey, it's the now that I'm appreciative of. Well, uh, <laughs> to, to add to that, um, it, it, it actually reminded me of a book that I read years ago called The Power of Now. I oh, ever told I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Never read it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's really going back to what you're saying as far as learning how to appreciate where you are right now. Like a lot of people, what they do is they're still living in their past. Mm. So like any like past traumas and stuff that they've ever dealt with, mm. like they don't realize that those things, even though they made you who you are, they are not valid today. So the thing is, it's like, but those people are still trying to be, (laughs) those people are still trying to define themselves by those things. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, is like, we as people have to learn how to let go of things that happen to us and, and just understand that those things that happen to us are not the definition of who we are. Mm-hmm. They're just things that help mm-hmm. to define the person that we are today. Mm-hmm. And if we can live in a place of right now, not the future, because I know there's things that you want, mm-hmm. but even in those things that you want, that doesn't mean that you live for those things. Mm-hmm. You only live for this present moment. And if you can stay in the present moment, then that always allows you to have an attitude of gratitude because you'll appreciate like the people that you're around every moment that you're around. Like people don't know how to just sit down and enjoy the moment. Like, like you said, they got these phones and, and, and what you find is like when people are at dinner and when they at the precious moments that they actually should be um, um, taken into themselves as far yes. as internalizing it yes. as a memory. And saving. Yeah. And saving, saving. it as, saving. as a memory. Mm-hmm. They're too busy trying to memorialize it in their phone. Mm. And oftentimes they miss the actual moment themselves. Mm. Like they're not in the moment. Mm-hmm. They're, they're present, but they're not there. Mm-hmm. And so what people have to understand is that your mind is <laughs> Right. But your mind is on the other side of town. What you doing? <laughs> You're messing me around. Right. <laughs> but it's true. Like they be so right true. there, but they're not present. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like a part of manifestation is being present in the moment. Because how can you appreciate moments if you're not there? So interesting. And so like that's that's my ultimate takeaway for every day. I try to now live my life being present in that moment. Like, like you said, people pray for things and they be like, oh, you know, I want this and I want that. But then when it's there, they don't know how to appreciate it being there. Like people that ask for kids, like they praying, they praying. And then every time you turn around, they talking about some these kids getting on my nerves. Now you pray for them kids. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden they just getting on there. Remember when you prayed for them. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, with me having a 20-year-old, they don't stay kids long enough. No! It's like that. And any older adult will tell you, well, I read an article about this guy who missed his whole child's life. And next thing you know, he was at retirement and everything that he worked hard for, his wife, his uh, not wife, but his daughter's wedding come up and he didn't know his daughter. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we want to talk spiritually, if you are God himself and you bless your children with something that they prayed for and they, oh, well, mm-hmm, and it's, and it's my so what, and they keep on going and they don't appreciate it, why would you give them anything else? There's no appreciation for it. That part right there, brother. That part right <laughs> that's there. What we all have to get used to is in the state of our own being is right now, I can appreciate living in the country that I'm living in, being surrounded by friends and loved ones. A lot of us, well, well I got bills to pay. You be happy that you have bills because there's somebody who wished that they had bills. To that's pay. right. Me, me being in case management, it's a lot of people who wish that they had those troubles that you had on a job because you got a job. Right. It's a lot of people who wish that they could say that, hey, man, I, I'm having all these problems with my kids and you don't understand my kids. They don't have kids anymore. Damn. Um, I just, man, there's yeah. a sister. I'm sorry. I was I was at um, <laughs> all freaking places. Church's Chicken other week. Uh, but I was not getting food from him. I was getting somebody else. Just being nice. <laughs> He had to put that out there. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. But um, I pulled up to the window, and there's this young brother there, and tied it up. Now, you know, I'm always I'm embarking conversations. And I said, saw this name here, saw another name on the hand. I, just, I said, brother, what's that mean? What is that? I'm always, what, what does it mean? Oh, he said, oh, this is my brother right here, and this is my other brother right here, and this is my other brother. I'm looking. I said, okay. Why you got your brother's name on your hand? He said, oh, because... This is my brother died when I was 12. Mm-hmm. My other brother died when I was 15. And my other brother got killed last night. Oh. I said, damn. I said, so how many brothers do you have? Oh, I'm the last one. Wow. And then I asked, like, now you done got me interested. So how do y'all die? Everybody died the same way. Mm. Got killed by mistake. Oh, wow. I said, man. How, now, now I'm like, how's your mother feel? Oh, my mom is not concerned about me because I'm the last one. Mm-hmm. So appreciating mm-hmm. life, being present in the moment, because he then starts to talk about his brother and how he missed his brother. And they had an argument. But, you know, I give back that time just to see my brother again. Mm-hmm. Just present in the moment. Yeah. That, that just Absolutely. hit me. Yeah, that just, yeah. Yeah. A lot of us when we are appreciative for the things that we have, it allows us to be in that mind state of happiness. Or, And I think happiness isn't this just huge feeling, oh, I am just so overjoyed. You know? <laughs> no, happiness is being able to be settled and complete with where you are. Yeah. You know, and that comes with total acceptance. And a lot of us, when we worry and we have all this anxiety, we're not trusting God. You have no faith. Like, you ever see somebody work a job at a high-priced company? They're not stressed in, man, they said they was going to pay me on Friday, and they was going to, I wonder what my check is. Is it going to really be there on Friday? And you know, I'm not, you know, you're going to be there, right? I'm good, yeah. You know, when, you, when you pay George Powell, and you hit that button, you have all knowing that that light going to come on. Right. right. When you sit, it's just one thing, when we go in our car and we crank it up, we... We don't have to have faith. Let's really begin that oil change. Uh, but for when we do our end, that's my point, is when we do our end totally and completely, mm-hmm. when we've paid our mortgage, <laughs> right. when we've done what it takes to make things happen, 
I don't have a worry about mm. it. And even if something does go wrong, like the, a thunderstorm kicks out, right? And everybody's power out. You have no doubt that your power coming back on because you've done the work. Right. And for us, we have to make sure that with the things that we're asking and we're manifesting and we're feeling good about it, then do the work (laughs) (laughs) so that you have no doubt. (laughs) And with that being said, we're right about our time. Um, First of all, Miss Temple, thank you for coming. I know we interrupted the hell out of your show (laughs) and we kept doing it, but this is really just the introduction. And when you dropped your seeds, uh, especially on this show, you gave the uh, five points on how to start this. So I pray that you are going to come back and join us again. Um, Absolutely. And we, like you said, the next one, let's do a course. This is just introduction so everybody can know who you are. And we got the understanding of meditating and manifesting. The next time we're going to shut up. <laughs> I want to learn about this meditation. Right, right, right. We're going to a course of oh, yeah. meditating on the next one. And this will be able to help not only us, but everyone is listening. You can help a friend. That's the main thing. Absolutely. So with that being said, again, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I'm going to let you get some last words and actually be the one to close this out today. Okay. Well, well, thank you very much for having me today. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but um, it, it's been a pleasure just sharing with you all. Um, like, like I mentioned before, yeah, there are many steps to being able to be the point where you can manifest the life that you want to live. Um, I've been able to do it. And, and I, re- I remember distinctively the time in which I was able to do it. And I even have witnesses. It, it's funny because when I began, like my really focused um, part of my life of manifesting, I had friends to go along the journey with me. And when I was teaching like the principles of it, it's funny because they were just doing it just as a support. And they started to see themselves manifest things mm. as well. They were just there. And it was like, oh, my God, they're coming back, running back to me. Oh, my God, Temple, this works. The very thing that I said I wanted to do. I mean, it's just unfolding. And, like, I even learned some things in order to expedite the manifestation process. So I would love to come back and share these things, um, these practices. I think that a lot of times... We kind of talk about meditating and manifesting in general. And, you know, people just throw the buzzwords out there, but they don't know the practicality of it. And I think that it's very important to cover those foundational principles in order for people to understand how to apply those things directly to their own lives. So I welcome the opportunity to come back and talk. So how do people get in contact you. with you? Because they don't want to know. I'm not going to be wanting to give them information. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest with you, man. I don't know. Well, well um, they can go to um, my Facebook page and leave messages. Um, I have a page called Manifesting Mondays. And so, um, or um, they can send an email to info at Manifesting Mondays. And the Mondays is with a Z. So it's um, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-I-N-G, Manifesting Mondays, M-O-N-D-A-Y-Z. Um, so if they dot want com, to, dot org. Oh, dot com. Okay. So if they want to send an email, I can send an email to info at manifestingmondays.com. And I'm more than um, happy 
to help them be able to achieve the life that they want to have. So with that being said, um, uh, oh, 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 one last thing. So I remember the other show I called, uh, what was Sarah saying? We call him Pastor Tim. Oh, the boy actually is a pastor. No, 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 no. I was a minister. A minister, my wife. I have my own flock. Okay. Ah, he's a I minister. was a minister. He's a minister. Yeah. So that's what I, I was. I was. Minister uh, darkness. Minister <laughs> darkness. I was. And so, I, 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 I still keep those same principles. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we have to learn is that we all minister in our own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of us, our life is our ministry. Now, it's up to you whether you want to minister some negative or positive. Because some of us are an inspiration and some of us are a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> you got to preach on that. Hey, with that being said, uh, this is Yusuf Muhammad, Cocktails and Conversation. If you ain't what? You're not having fun. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> and we having fun on the show. So we out here. I told you I like that laugh. <laughs> Cocktails and Conversation. We done. Thank y'all for joining us. Peace. Peace.